0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, Bills Mafia? Fernando Chibudi here with another leading the charge via Buffalo Rumblings. And today, uh, uh, in search of some help for this Bills roster in 2023, and unfortunately, this help won't be a label in real life, right? So but it's always fun to, to think about if you were able to add some of the best bills of the drought era, which ones would be added to reinforce this Bills roster on on its way to a, a Super Bowl uh, and a Super Bowl win, maybe. So Last week, last Tuesday, I I was here and I compared the positional groups of this Bills roster to the others in the AFC East, and surprisingly, uh, the Bills lost on several of those contests to their opponents, to the Dolphins, to the Jets. I tried my best to avoid being a homer. I tried my best to to being uh, to to not being really uh to Bill sided but maybe i even tried too hard so uh it's very debatable where i have those rankings correctly or where i really avoided to be a homer but the truth is uh according to my comparisons and my rankings the bills uh won just with quarterback position with josh allen on the offensive side of the ball and that that was it other the other best ranked bills positional groups went second or third overall in the division and so in today's exercise I'm gonna try to add one bills uh from the the drought era to each of these positional groups so we can reinforce them and make them maybe the best in the FC East or the best possible to help the bills achieve their goal to coming back to a super bowl so feel free to comment in the comment section in the youtube if you are watching in another opportunity and not live with me feel free to add your list there feel free to tell me if you agree or disagree with my choices if you are alongside me here live it's gonna be an honor to discuss with you and to see your list too so the chat is open and i'm gonna bring your lists also to this episode of the leading the charge let me already say in advance this version of the leading the charge every tuesday uh, is gonna change for every friday uh, as soon as i come back from my one week vacation so next week no leading the chart at all no portuguese version on sundays and no leading the charge on next tuesday but in two weeks I will be back with the Bills uh, already practicing in the training camps at some, uh, St. John Fisher College, and uh, Friday at noon, uh, this leading a charge will be going on every Friday at noon. And I count on you, and and it's gonna be a blast to cover the Bills this season in search for a, a Super Bowl berth. So let's uh, start or today's exercise adding the the bills from the drought era what are the rules my only and my mainly rule to make this exercise more interesting is keeping players who played even a single snap of bills playoff football uh not eligible to this this ranking or to be an addition okay so it's gonna take a lot of interesting players and and maybe guys who would be no brainers to be added to this list out of the the exercise for example kyle williams maybe my favorite bills ever uh he's out of the list he played playoff football for the bills thankfully right thankfully he's out of my list so kyle won't be able to be eligible to this list Um, lesha mccoy lesha mccoy would be one of the favorites to earn a, a place in the running back room. He played playoff football for the Bills. He played against the Jaguars, and he's he's not eligible for this exercise. So Eric Modes, Eric Modes is a no-brainer for me. I, I'm i of the opinion that Eric Modes is the best wide receiver uh, the Bills ever had, okay? The best uh, Bills wide receiver ever, in my opinion, over Andre is Eric Modes. And unfortunately, he he couldn't play with prime Gene Kelly in the Super Bowl seasons. He and he played most of his career during the drought. Anyway, he's still not eligible because he was part of some of the Bills playoff teams from from the late 90s. So only Bills that never saw a single snap for the Bills in the playoffs are eligible for this exercise. And that's the way this exercise is going to happen. Feel free to comment, feel free to add uh, your opinion and I'm going to read it after doing my list. So without further ado, let's start our exercise. I'm going to start from the defensive side of the ball. I just want to bring one thing to attention in 2018. Let me add it to the screen. In 2018, uh, our amazing Dan Lavoie, uh, he Wrote an article about the all-drought Buffalo Bills team, voted by Bills Mafia via Buffalo Bills community, okay, and and in this exercise, in this all-drought uh, Buffalo Bills team, guys who played some playoffs football for the Bills who were eligible. So LeSham McCoy made the list. Eric Moulds made the list. All right. Uh, But a lot of others didn't play a single snap for the Bills in in a playoff situation. And they will be eligible for exercise, like Drew Bledsoe, like Stevie Johnson, like Scott Chandler, Fred Jackson, Jason Peter, right? Ruben Brown played for the Bills in in some playoffs in the 90s. So Eric Wood played uh, a a little bit of playoff football for the Bills, right, Uh, in his last season. So he's not eligible. Pat Williams played player football for the Bills uh, in the late 90s, so he's not eligible. Kyle Williams, the same way. Aaron Schobel is eligible. Mario is eligible. London Fletcher is eligible. Taku Spikes, all great names to be considered today's exercise. Nate Clements. Antoine Winfield is not eligible. Uh, he played player of football for the Bills late in the 90s. Terence McGee Mag- is eligible. Aaron Williams, Jared Byrd, all eligible uh, to this exercise, Brian Mormon is eligible, no doubt, okay, so here is the list of all, and, and Roscoe Parrish made the team as a punt returner, also another guy who's eligible, so that's the all bills draft team uh, elected by you, Buffalo Bills fans, in 2018, and then Lavoie covered. Uh, this content with this article I just wanted to bring it on to today's leading the chart since uh, we have a lot of players that are going to be in the discussions here today and and they deserve so so uh, starting our exercise from the defensive side of the ball uh, I'm going to start with uh the defensive line all right on, on the defense of the ball and that's one of the positional groups that it was one of the most difficult ones to make a selection because there are such great options there and I also not just picked the best by label player but I tried to consider the players the Bills have a high label for them in the roster nowadays so with that in mind I see a uh, uh, biggest need inside on the interior, on the interior of offense, uh, defensive line instead of in the outside at the edges because uh, we have Von Miller back, we, we have Greg Rousseau, we have Leonard Floyd added, right? And then uh, the rotation with Jepeneza, Bashan, Shaq Lawson, th- uh, those guys being rotated. I see the edge position... Uh, with better depth and, and a better top uh, top notch talent, with Von Miller being maybe the best player in this defense when he's 100% healthy. On in, in the inside, uh, defensive tackle position, okay, Daquan Jones has been a, a pleasant surprise for this team, and and Ed Oliver just resigned with the Bills, but. There are a lot of still a lot of questions about Ed Oliver's uh, potential and and if he can fulfill it and if if he can be really dominant for longer stretches instead of of just a shorter periods. So I believe the defensive tackle is a bigger need than the edge position, and it played a major role in my choice. All right, uh, as I said before, Pat Williams not eligible. He would be uh one of the the main names in this election but we have guys like aaron shovel awesome bills during the drought uh one of our best uh, edge defenders ever one of our best pass rushers ever and he he no doubt he deserves to be on this team but he won't make this team in part because of what i just said i think the the edge players uh, are better than our interior players or edge options are better than our interior options. And, and Kyle is not eligible. Uh, he played a uh, play of football for the Bills. But names that I, they were my final choices. All right. Uh, before the last two final choices, Sam Adams. I wanted to mention Sam Adams too, because that big guy was awesome inside of the defensive line. In the early 2000s, big-bodied guy, uh, awesome run stuffer, and I have no doubt that adding a prime Sam Adams to this Bills defensive tackle rotation, no doubt it would uh, have made Matt Milano's or Ter- and Terrell Bernard's or Dorian Williams or whoever wins the job at the middle linebacker position life easier. Because some Adams could clog up that middle and occupy blockers, big-bodied guys run stuff potential all the time, and, and no doubt he would be would have been a great choice here. But he finished third, and I was between Mario Williams and Marcel Darius, and my pick is Marcel Darius to to the build reinforcement in the defensive line. Why would Marcel Darius be an great addition look uh, I know our, our last memories from Darius aren't good he really couldn't uh, couldn't stay fit stay uh, on at his best after getting his pay his payment after getting paid but Marcel Darius in his prime dude was a stud he was an all pro he was a pro bowler he was an amazing run stuffer inside could play nose tackle or three technique but he also could uh rush the passer Uh, in his all pro season in 2014 he had 10 sets so we are talking about uh our best dreams for Ed Oliver is what Marcel Darius did when he was in his prime and and so adding Marcel Darius to this rotation and defensive tackle position would have been awesome for this for this team because uh, <clears throat> he would really uh, strength this position he would really uh, improve our defensive he would really keep our linebackers clean uh, i think those games where we see we can see every year where our defense struggles to stop the run and and it seems they are always waiting for the pass and Other teams can run all over the Bills defense all game long. They aren't many, but they they happen and they appear uh year after year, right? We have this kind of game. I think with Marcel Darius inside, the chances of this happening would decrease, uh would decrease in a in a big way. So that's why I think adding Marcel Darius. There is a no-brainer. Obviously, adding Mario Williams opposite to, to von Miller would have been a dream, also, right? Because prime Mario Williams was more dominant, in my opinion, than Prime Marcel Darius. Uh he was maybe more clutch, more des- decisive player. And imagine having Prime Mario Williams opposite to Prime Von Miller. It would be crazy. So uh I'm high on Greg Rousseau, maybe higher, definitely higher on Greg Rousseau than on on Ed Oliver and any other defensive tackle we have. So I hope Greg Rousseau can take a step forward this season and, and improve, especially as a pass rusher, since he's been awesome as a run defender. And we just added Leonard Floyd to be another key piece to the pass rush. So those three guys made me go Marcel Darius' way at the defensive line instead of Mario Williams. But you can't go wrong with Darius or Williams um, in this list, uh, reinforcing the Bills' defensive line. Let me know your opinion. Let me know what you think. But that's my first choice for the Bills' defensive side of the ball, reinforcing the Bills with uh, drought-era players, Marcel Darius reinforcing or defensive line. Then the linebacker group. Uh, a group where we have Matt Milano. He's awesome, and in my list, in my positional groups rankings from AFC East and the comparisons, the Bills are unfortunately the third rated, the third best one because we have a question mark. I'm really, I'm really high on on Terrell Bernard, but I can't really. We can't assume, we can't take for granted that he's going to step in and play awesome football in Tremaine Edmonds' place. So uh, it's tough to rank the Bills linebacker group over a group like the Jets with proven people like Quincy Williams and especially CJ Mosley over the Dolphins one with Dave Long, uh, Jerome Baker, guys who who are proven already, experienced it. And we have the best linebacker in the division, in Matt Milano, but how about his partner, right? So... uh It's difficult. I hope Bernard can play really well, but there is no question in my mind that if we could add one of those awesome uh, Bills drought era linebackers to to the fold, we would have guaranteed an awesome play from one of those guys. And the guys that I considered for this position, Paul Poslussman. Paul was a guy who I really liked. I liked his leadership. I liked him I wasn't part of the fan base who thought that Pauls just tackled people five yards past the line of scrimmage and things like that. I think he was in a great situation in the defenses that he played for. Uh, he had some limitations, but he was an around, around guy. He left the bills for the Jaguars and played a long time for the Jaguars in the middle of their defense, being a three-down guy. So that's a guy who would... Have been a nice middle linebacker for these bills, a nice a partner for Matt Milano, if you could add him. But he's in my choice. Uh, the final two pieces that I was uh, in doubt were uh, London Fletcher and Takuya Spitz. This partnership was awesome in the 2004 season, and London Fletcher was more productive along the years, right? He played more time for the Bills. Uh, He could stay healthy all his career. It's amazing how Fletcher never got injured, how he could always be there. And then that's a great ability, right? The availability is maybe the main ability. So London Fletcher, uh, I'm sure he's gonna be the choice for a lot of people uh, listening to me today. But I can't pick London Fletcher over Taquil Spikes. And I know Taquil Spikes is more of an outside linebacker than middle linebacker. But let's be honest. Uh, in the Bills schemes and what the Bills want from the linebackers, uh, even their actions have showed that they want interchangeable pieces there. They don't want a guy who clearly is the middle linebacker and another guy in Matt Milano who clearly is an outside linebacker and... And Matt Milano is our Swiss knife uh kind of weapon, and our middle linebacker is the big and long guy. <clears throat> no, unfortunately, that's not what the Bills want. That's why they were not they didn't want to keep Edmunds. I don't think it's it's fair and it's correct to go this uh, this way, but they weren't like, oh, we must keep Edmunds at any cost. So they let him go. They didn't overpay for him, and they want another guy to be an intercha- interchangeable piece with Milano. Uh, Bernard and Dorian Williams fit perfectly this mode, athletically speaking. They gotta show on the field they are capable. Uh, but take you Takuya Spikes, this guy, man, he would be awesome alongside Milano. Takuya Spikes was a, a just like Milano, this kind of guy who could be. A little a bit of everything and do everything really well, man. He could rush the rush the passer, he could cover, he could run, he could hit, he was a playmaker, he forced fumbles, intercepted passes. So having prime taquil spikes, pre-injury version alongside Matt Milano as our linebackers, man, it would be crazy. It would be awesome to this team and to this defense. So my choice for the to reinforce the Linebacker groups, no doubt. Takeo Spikes, the first one. Lono Fletcher would be my second option. And then Popos Lozny and maybe over Paul, Popos Lozny, Angelo Crowell, who was the guy who replaced Taku Spikes after he got injured and played really, really well. Angelo Crowell, I, I believe he's he was really underrated and, and he did a great job, no doubt. Other guys who are worth to be mentioned, Nick Barnea, when he arrived uh, f- to play for the Bills, did a great job as a middle linebacker, a veteran coming from the Packers. And Kiko Alonso had his moments also. It was a short stint, but he was a stud, a playmaker. And I think all those guys deserve to be mentioned uh, in this list. But no doubt, Takeo Spikes, my my choice. So, so far on the defensive side of the ball, reinforcing the defensive line, Marcel Darius, option B, Mario Williams. Reinforcing the, the linebacker group, Taku Spikes, option B, London Fletcher. Let me know if you are in agreement with my picks, if you disagree. If I'm not mentioned people that you believe are worth being mentioned here, let me know via chat, via comment section on YouTube. It's going to be a, a pleasure to interact with you. Let me give some seconds for our partners or sponsors. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work So, with Marcel Darius and Takil Spikes are really reinforcing the defensive line and the linebacker groups. Our defense definitely seems and looks way better already. It's it's a championship-level defense, in my opinion, with those two guys. But we still can add somebody to reinforce our, our defensive backfield. And our defensive backfield seems really good on paper, in my opinion, right now. I wish... Um, Kyle Elon could already have the, the quarterback to job secured and earned by now. But I hope the way McDermott is taking, taking this, this competition helps him to, to become the best player he can be sooner rather than later. Uh, on the other hand, today's White seems ready to come back to and play at his best again. Uh, and we have Micah Hyde back alongside Jordan Poyer. We have Taylor Rapp as solid, um, a solid depth piece at the safety group. Uh, and we have Teron Johnson, who's really, really important as a, our nickel corner, who can stay on the field all game long and avoid us to go to the base four-three defense. So. Uh, it's, it's even difficult to find a place to start somebody. I think since Kairi Elan is still competing, that's the place where it's more wide open, uh, right, for a new start. And, and even John Roberts is mentioned here via chat. I believe Kyrie Elan got better later in the season, and I agree, John, and I, I was really impressed by the way he played against the Dolphins in that playoffs game and i really believe he earned that, that cornerback two spot during that playoff stretch but it seems he's still competing against dan jackson and christian banford it, say, it says a lot about dan jackson and christian Benford's uh, capabilities of working hard studying the tape and doing the right things to stay in a competition with a first round pick who played well recently but man, I really wish uh, the team and McDermott and the, the defensive coaches were uh, giving more confidence to Kareem. Like, okay, you are the cornerback two, or you are the cornerback one A, and you were you were you was drafted to you were drafted to be cornerback two or cornerback one A, and you weren't the job on the field last season. So we are. Trusting you, go and do your best and play at your best. Be yourself. This kind of of encouragement, but it's not it's not what's happening right now. They are all, again putting him in a competition and making him earn uh, on the practice field and 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 on the filming room and and doing all the right things to to get the job. I hope he wins it. I i don't see bainford and, and Dave jackson i like both of them but i don't see them with potential to be a stud cornerback one they have limitations to their games that kair doesn't have so i hope he can really uh win this job but right now i mean uh, yeah and john mentions christian also practicing as a safety and and he can be our safety of the future right since poyer and Hyde aren't getting any younger Anyway, I believe this cornerback two spot is the place where it would be easier to add a proven guy right now, since Elon is still competing, right? Uh, other one would, in my opinion, be nice to add from this Bills Jot, uh, the Bills Jot uh, era players. I believe Jairus Bird was awesome. Jairus Byrd was one of the best playmakers in the NFL for a couple of years playing for the Bills. Unfortunately, the Bills, again, weren't doing really well, and, and, and Bird couldn't really contribute to a, a, a team who f- fought for, for anything me- uh, meaningful. But Gyros Bird was a ball hawk safety, and, and having Gyros Bird in a package like clear passing down, and you go dying with three safeties, and you add Hyde, Poyer, and Jairus Bird, man, it would be crazy to throw against them right because that dude could really um uh, could really make great reads could really catch the ball intercept passes but he was also a nice tackler something that people don't mention enough Jairus Bird could tackle really well he was an awesome safety and that's a guy who I'd love to add to our defensive backfield since we have Hayden Poyer obviously he isn't my first choice um Antoine Winfield would be a great name but he's not eligible he played some he played some bills playoff football uh, another guy who comes to mind Stephon Gilmore Stefan Gilmore uh, never played at his best for the bills right he really flourished after leaving and playing for the Patriots so I don't think it's fair to take the Patriots version. Of Stephon Gilmore and add to our team. Otherwise, it would be a no-brainer to add Stephon Gilmore opposite to Davis White, the prime Stephon Gilmore version, the one that didn't play for the Bills. It it played for he played for the the Patriots. So I'm not adding the Bills version Stephon Gilmore because that was a guy who avoided tackling. In my opinion, he was afraid to tackle. He was a guy who got burned more often than we wanted, and and was a guy who directed blame to others more than i liked so i'm not adding Stephon gilmore to this team so i'm between two guys uh in the defensive backfield two cornerbacks all right one is nate clements nate clements was awesome nate clements could cover he could hit who doesn't remember that awesome big hit uh on tom brady and that by itself i think should guarantee Nate Clements a place on this team right so maybe if the idea is to add a cornerback two Nate Clements should win it right and you could plug him opposite to opposite to Trey White and and have a great cornerback two there or even a cornerback one uh if Trey can't uh, recapture his his prime form right Nate Clements could play at this level he was awesome and and I think it would be fair to have him as the number one choice to reinforce our defensive backfield. But my guy to win this this place isn't Nate Clement. And it is Terrence McGee. Terrence McGee was awesome early on. Unfortunately, he played a long time for the Bills. He was a, a nice veteran late in his career. But early on, he was not just a stud at the cornerback position, but he was awesome returning kickoffs, right? As a returner. What a player, man. And, and he was definitely one of my favorites growing up. And and I'd love to add Terrence McGee as a double weapon here, as a guy who could play cornerback at a really awesome level, be a playmaker there, cornerback too, but also a returner. So the guy who I would pick right now to reinforce the Bills' defensive backfield would have been Terrence McGee. Terrence McGee is my choice, Nate Clements option B. Honorable mentions. Jairus Byrd, Stephon Gilmore. Uh, I don't know if we have. I loved Aaron Williams, but I don't really believe Aaron Williams played on, on the same level of those of those guys. Dante Whitner was a, was a loud guy, but never played up to his potential. Liability against the pass. George Wilson had his his moments, but I think those guys are on a whole another level. Even Le- Leodis McKelvin had his moments, played really well at some point in his career. But Terrence McGee, number one. Then Nate Clements and then Stephon Gilmore. Man. Oh, no, Jairus Byrd at safety. <coughs> okay, guys. So defensive side of the ball settled. Uh, I reinforced this Bills roster with... Marcel Darius in defensive line, Sakiwis Spikes at linebacker, and Terrence McGee at cornerback. Those are the reinforcements I brought in from the Bills from the drought era. With the defensive side of the ball settled, let's move on to the offensive side of the ball and see which players we could um, add from those teams that despite not achieving success and not being able to go to the playoffs, uh, we could see really nice players, really talented ones playing for them and, and unfortunately not achieving the, the success they really wanted and worked for. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. So the offense, I'm going to, in the office. I'm going to start with the, the trenches again, offensive line, and that's a place where the Bills uh, didn't really have awesome players of I-label for my exercise, because Ruben Brown wasn't an option since he played playoff football for the Bills, and Eric Wood also, a long time Bill, a leader, but also played for the Bills in the playoffs, so it didn't gave it didn't give me a lot of options to work with and with the names that i could work with uh, some guys that i really liked for example uh, andy Levitri is an underrated guy who left not playing playoff football for the bills and he was a really nice left guard i think uh adding andy Levitri to this team would add a proven guy. We don't know. We hope in this competition inside Connor McGovern, Ryan Edwards, uh, Osiris Torres now being drafted, and, and Ryan Bates coming back and working and battling against those guys. We hope they can play at their best and and really uh, the two guys who win the jobs at left and right guard can play at good level because they are gonna compete against another solid uh players solid starters with potential to be even better so we hope the winners of this competition can play really well but there is there are no guarantees so far so uh andy Levitry would be a guaranteed floor over those guys in my opinion so andy Levitry would be a nice name to add there but he is in my choice uh the guy who in my opinion is a no-brainer to have added as reinforcement to this offensive line from the Bills, from the drought era is Jason Peters, right? Jason Peters, who was gone way too soon, right? Unfortunately, and became a a stud uh, for the Eagles. Uh, Jason Peters is my choice. Imagine having Jason Peters and you you could move maybe Doc to the right side, or or even play jason peters on the right side it's up to the coaches right but jason peters was a stud was a, a no pro caliber guy and no doubt we would have been more secure at the edges and protecting josh allen and establishing the run jason peters could do it all right so uh spencer brown is a big question mark The coaching staff is betting and trusting him to get better and play at his best now in his third year and his first real off season of work and i'm curious i'm anxious and and kind of excited to see what spencer brown can do because the potential is really here uh, here it's really there right but imagine the opportunity to add jason peters would have been too much to pass on so jason peters is my first option then maybe Andy Levitre and another guy who comes to mind is Cor- Cordy Glenn all right I believe Cordy Glenn was traded before the bills make the playoffs so I think it makes it it uh, a possibility correct me if I'm wrong I don't remember if Cordy Glenn was part of that bills playoff thing but I don't think so I think he was traded um and Cordy Glenn was really good before his injuries right uh, I really believe Cordy Glenn was better than Deion Dawkins uh, before his injuries, so he's a little bit maligned for some some fans because of his performances after his injury, but pre-injury Cordy Glenn was a really solid left tackle, dependable guy, and that's another one who would be an enforcement over Spencer Brown nowadays if he was at his best at his prime, so uh so those are the names to the offensive line in my opinion the others aren't really exciting maybe langston walker a guy who played right tackle for the bills in the 2000s and played well but nothing special in the right tackle right but he could secure his spot and be a a nice starter for a quite long time so he should be mentioned here but my top three jason peters no-brainer and then it's between Andy Levitre, second option, and and Cordy Glenn, the third option, in my opinion. That's the reinforcement for the offensive line. Uh moving on, we still have weapons like pass catchers, wide receivers, and tight ends. I'm I'm just separating by the way I, I graded the positional groups in the FC East last week. Okay, guys. So if you missed that episode. Go back via Spotify, via YouTube, Buffalo Rumble's uh, channel, my own channel, and check it out. I ranked the AFC's positional groups and tried my best to not be a homer. I believe I achieved this, even if I was a little bit um, unfair with the Bills groups. But I'm trying to reinforce them with Bills from the drought era. And so far, I have... Added some nice players that really make this team better. And in the offensive side, it's not different with Jason Peters on the offensive line. And now I'm going to move to the running back spot, a place where we have... The Bills always had awesome uh, running backs. And during the drought era, it wasn't different, right? So, again, LeSean McCoy is not eligible. He played player football for the Bills. But there are a lot of awesome guys available here. And, And I believe Fred Jackson would be the choice for most of the people because he was awesome and he was a fan favorite and it would be easy for me to add Fred Jackson to 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 the team now. I'd love to do that. I think Fred deserved to be on a, a winner like this team and he could do it all. And if we didn't have James Cook and you, if we haven't spent a second round pick on James Cook and if I wasn't counting on him to really play well this season, I think Fred Jackson would have been my my choice because if I needed a guy who could do it all and I wanted to be on the field all the time uh, as most as possible, this guy would have been Fred Jackson. But since I'm counting on James Cook to be the speedster and to be a guy who can hit some home runs and and contribute on the passing game and I want to see him on the field, Fred Jackson won't be my choice here. Uh, CJ Spiller is another guy who we could mention, but again, what I just told you, I just said about James Cook, I think I think it fits CJ Spiller's game. So maybe if, if we were the Dolphins building the team, we would pick CJ Spiller because they are all about speed and, and imagine having Spiller when not having Cook. So it's crazy how how much speed would we would have there but no i'm not picking spiller too and what are the other guys that come to mind this mode this mode was awesome for obviously he played his best for the seahawks but even the the bills version when not having uh, off-field problems dude was a beast right so uh adding marshall lynch to to a backfield with josh allen and and with james cook as the speed guy to complement him i think it's it's awesome it's a great idea and it's an easy pick to select marshall lynch another guy who comes to mind travis henry travis henry played really well for the bills in the early 2000s could do it all and and run hard i really like travis henry so he's a guy who's worth being mentioned. Uh, but neither of them are my picks. And my pick for this place, to so the reinforcement for this Bills roster with James Cook on it and expecting Cook to be a, a contributor, uh, the guy who I'd pick to, to play in this backfield would be would have been Willis McGehee. I know a lot of people will be mad at me because he had he. He his trouble with Bills Mafia after leaving and trash talking the city and all that. But truth must be said, Willis McGee, he was a stud. Willis McGee, he was so physical, so um, hard nosed as a runner. He had the speed, he had the size, he was a bruiser, but he was so fast. Uh, I think a lot of what we, we see in our backfield now uh, with our new running back ex-patriots Harris, Damian Harris I think Willis McGahee uh, elevates the Damian Harris uh, trades to uh, a whole another level to elite level I think Willis Maguire as a bill was just like this and and I would really love to see prime Willis McGahee with this bill's offense and, and in the backfield with Josh Allen and and taking a break, a break so James Cook con- could come to the field and contribute with his speed. So uh, I'd really love to, to add Willis McGee to this team and he will get the nod for me over Marshall Lynch, over Fred Jackson. And I know a lot of people will disagree, but that's my opinion. And and if you look at the tape and if you look at the production and the and how how efficient, how important William he was for those bills and how efficient he was at the goal line and inside the red zone. I think he would take a major uh, he would help a lot Josh Allen in the red zone and, and take the responsibility away from Josh Allen in that zone in that part of the field and scoring a lot of touchdowns for this offense make the life easier for Josh Allen. So I really believe Willis McGee Magui- Willis is the right fit to, to make this offense better. So having Jason Peters and Willis McGee added to this offense, we still have a weapon, a pass catcher between a tight end or a wide receiver, and a quarterback. Obviously, we don't need a quarterback for this team. Josh Allen is the guy. Nobody who I could add from the drought era Bills would make Allen expendable, but I don't believe any uh, I don't believe anybody in Bills Mafia is really comfortable with the level of our backups and and I believe we agree that if Josh goes down or season is over. So which quarterback from the the, the drought era could fix it? It's tough. It's really tough. I don't believe any of them, but I believe they definitely can be upgrades over uh, Matt Barclay or Kyle Allen. So, uh, Tyrod Taylor played playoff football for the Bills. He's out. He's not eligible. He would have been my pick, all right? Uh, But he's not eligible. I think Tyrod would have been... Uh, the guy who could come in for Josh and manage the game, take care of the ball, convert some third downs with his legs, be a threat with his legs, uh, throw some bombs downfield. I think uh, a lot of people dislikes him, but it's not fair. I think Tyron did his job and what he always was coached to do since his rookie season as a backup six-rounder from the Ravens. Uh, he developed at the best he could at, at what he was coached to do. Unfortunately, he ne- never became what he really could have become. But it's part of the game and it's part of the, the way people coach some players. So, Tyrod Uneligible, I think the options are Ryan Fitzpatrick, the easy name here. A guy who's loved by all Bills Mafia and... and a great leader, a guy who would be beloved by all the the roster, all the players, the coaches, probably too. A great leader. Uh my problem with Fitzpatrick is we can't close our eyes and and wish we haven't seen how unclutched he was, right? It's it's sad, man. But every time we needed a game-winning drive for Fitz from Fitzpatrick, we knew, man, we knew the fitz pick was coming. So it was tragic, it was depressing, it was sad, but it was real. So, unfortunately, we couldn't count on Fitz to win, right? And and it's sad to say, but uh, he's, he would have been an easy pick here. But I don't know, man, I still think uh, Drew Bledsoe in his first year as Bill, in the, his beginning with the Bills, I think he still is the best option as a backup for josh allen from the drought air abuse teams uh drew Bledsoe Bledsoe had the arm he was already experienced he was already a super bowl winner Uh, so he could definitely uh put the ball in the hands of your playmakers i think he would have been the the perfect guy to to back up josh with experience with with the combination of experience arm talent uh, smarts of the game uh win jane and and so he didn't have the mobility obviously and the team would have to change with him under helm but it wasn't a problem to have casey Keenan last season as a backup so uh drew Bledsoe is my pick to be the quarterback ended to reinforce this team as a backup fitzpatrick honorable honorable mention another mention that, and then we are entering the the area of uh the guys who could have been brought in differently and developed differently and might have been better with jp losman a guy who had an arm and a cannon just like josh so uh but we know it would be on how they could develop them trent edwards pre-injury pre-concussions was a smart quarterback also and even NJ Manu had the potential, maybe to if developed better, to, to be a better quarterback, no doubt. Uh, I think uh, Kyle Warden might be worth be mentioned here because he he was frustrating, uh, frustrating sometimes. He was, but he could do some nice nice things too. And and he was a veteran, a smart one. So as a backup to Josh, he might be uh, might have been a good choice too to come in and, and produce without much practice and much uh, time with the first team. Just like we saw when he got his opportunity, AJ placed it, AJ's place and never looked back. So he uh, also, I think he was worth being mentioned. But Drew Bledsoe, my pick here. And the last area, the last area where we could... Uh, improve the bills team on the offensive side of the ball the the weapons area the pass catchers right and today we we heard some some rumblings of the bills being interested again in the under hopkins but not wanting to pay him and and maybe being is still trying to work his magic but we'll see we'll see If it's going to be possible to add Hopkins, I'd love to have him. Uh Anyway, looking at the Bills era, uh, the Bills drop era teams, we have a lot of great options to add to this team, right? And a lot of guys worth being mentioned. Again, Moulds isn't eligible. He played playoff football for the Bills and played really well in the playoffs, right? Who doesn't remember that Dolphin, Dolphins game where he set some NFL records for playoffs? <coughs> so... Guys, who I'd like to mention first one, uh, Peerless Price. Peerless Price is a guy who's not mentioned enough by Mafia, me included. I think he was very productive as a number two for Molds for a long time, and he left for the Falcons. But when he came back, he could produce again. Peerless Price was a nice partner in crime for Molds and deserves to be mentioned here. He obviously isn't winning this contest. But I'd like to mention here and and, and send my my shout-out to Perlis Price for being an awesome number two for for a long time. Uh, other guys who worth, are worth being mentioned. Sammy Watkins. I know a lot of people hate Sammy Watkins. I know a lot of people are like, oh, we should have drafted Khalil Mack instead and he was a bust and things like that. The thing is, man, it's too bad he, he got injured so many times because when he was healthy, he was awesome. And having rookie Sammy Watkins, healthy Sammy Watkins playing with Josh Allen, man, it would have been awesome. Okay, it would have been awesome, no doubt. Having Sammy Watkins opposite to Stefan Diggs playing with Josh Allen, man, I wish I could have, I could, uh, I could have seen it okay because he really could separate he could win at all levels uh he could catch the ball he was clutch he we know we know we saw some clutch catches late in the games game winning catches and so he was a handful for every quarterback he faced unfortunately uh, he was injured more uh often than not so that's why he's not winning here other guys who are worth being mentioned. And some people really love Robert Woods. I don't think he stand a chance against even Sammy Watkins, in my opinion. Uh, but the top two guys who I, I was really between them are Stevie Johnson and Lee Evans. All right. And different kind of players. Players who played together and even complement each other, and I just believe if you add Lee Evans, it's more for a role in place of Gabriel Davis. You are taking Gabriel Davis out of the field and inserting Lee Evans as your deep threat, a guy who would go downfield and win more often than not. Obviously, it wasn't all Lee Evans' game. He had a nice repertoire. He, Despite his size, he was a good red zone player. weapon also and it's impressive how uh as early as he he became a pro as a bill as a rookie he could contribute opposite eric mode so uh i think adding lee evans you couldn't go wrong adding lee evans opposite stefan diggs and giving this this another great weapon downfield to josh allen and that's why i believe a lot of people would have lee evans as their choice but i would I would add Steve Johnson. Stevie Johnson is my choice. Lost tv He was here already in the leading the charge, and it was awesome to have him here. Shout out to Stevie. And he promised me coming to Brazil soon. So I'm trying to, to find some opportunities for him, but it's not easy with football here in Brazil, guys. But I hope and I wish we can make it happen at some point. Anyway, it's not just because he's a favorite of mine, one one of my favorite Bills ever, and he's an awesome guy, uh, but, man, everybody who saw Stevie playing, we know what I'm talking about, he he revolutionized the, the wide receiver position, the way people run routes nowadays, uh, it started, or was, it was born, thanks to Stevie's way of running routes, and we can see a lot of Stevie's ways on Diggs, on on Devante Adams, on Keenan Allen, on, on Garrett Wilson, a lot of those guys who can separate uh, Jerry Judy, those guys who run great routes, Amari Cooper. You can see a lot of Stevie on those guys, on the way those guys run routes. So he was uh, uh, he was uh, a I stud running routes. He could separate against the best of the best. He could beat Darrell Reeves on an island so and one of the biggest uh, problems for the bills last season uh, was when people tr- were like okay let's take away Stefan Diggs out of the game let's take him out of the game let's double him let's uh, let's cover him triple team him let's let's take him away of the game and let's make somebody else beat us. Let's cover the other guys one-on-one, and let's see if they can create separation, make plays, and move the chains. And unfortunately, a lot of the guys, Gabe Davis, who was uh, injured with his ankle, uh, Cole Beasley came back from retirement, John Brown, same thing, guys who unfortunately weren't at at their best anymore. Shakira Rookie, McKenzie, unfortunately, not ready for the spotlight. Those guys couldn't often beat coverages and beat one-on-one coverages and make plays for the Bills. And, and And the Bills suffered with that. Josh suffered with that. If you give Stevie Johnson to Josh Allen, lining him up in the slot, right? And you have Stephon Diggs opposite. You have Dawson Knox. You have now Dalton Kinky. Man, I wish people tried to, to double and... and and send all the help digs way and, and let Stevie one-on-one against second cornerbacks against uh nickel cornerbacks against uh, safeties or linebackers he would eat man he would uh, re- really make them pay so Stevie Johnson is my choice you couldn't go wrong with Lee Evans too but I think you add Lee Evans you gotta move Gabe Davis to another role right and and So the fit isn't as perfect as with Stevie Johnson. And I believe a prime Stevie Johnson would would really be awesome for this offense and would really help uh, Josh all the time. Josh would be able to lock on him and watch him beat the coverage and separate and make the catches for him. So I wish we could add those guys. And tell me you Let me know your opinion via YouTube channel, via chat. What do you think? Did I make a, uh, a good job adding uh, reinforcements for this Bills roster? So, to finish, my additions from the Bills uh, teams from the, the drought era. Backup quarterback Drew Bledsoe, running back 1 or 1A, one right, to so James Cook, Willis Mangehi, uh pass catcher Stevie Johnson, offensive line Jason Peter, Defensive line, Marcel Darius. Linebacker, Taku Spikes. And defensive backfield, Terrence McGee. What do you think about my picks? Let me know, Bills Mafia. It's been a blast to to spend this this one hour with you. And the leading in the charge will be uh, on vacation for a week, right? I will be on vacation next week. So no leading in the charge next Sunday in Portuguese. No leading in the charge in the previous Sunday Oh, sorry, in the other Sunday, the next Sunday after this one, uh, no leading the charge in Portuguese too, and no leading the charge next Tuesday. In fact, no leading the charge on Tuesdays anymore, but every Friday, uh, starting from uh, Friday, let me just really check the the schedule here. But so I'm on vacation next week. I will be back... uh, on the 23rd so leading the charge coming back on the 20th july 28th uh with the bills already starting the the training camps on the 26th so i'll be back on the 28th in english talking to you bringing the news about the the start of the training camps and then in portuguese uh, in the third yet. all right so one week and and Almost those two weeks without leading the charge, but I'll be back in the 28th in with another one in English. Okay, Mafia, thank you so much for, for being with me. Let me know your opinion about these reinforcements from the drought era Bills. Uh, take care, see you, and go Bills.